Hey everyone and welcome to the INC show. My name is Josh Shacknow, Canadian immigration lawyer, and I am here with Sergey and I'm helping immigrants uh, finding jobs in Canada and building their careers. Awesome. Uh, so, so Sergey, we were talking a little bit earlier about what to do on this episode and uh, in my latest post in the INC LinkedIn group, um, I spoke about a few options that immigrants have in terms of if, if you want to come to Canada as a skilled worker, and so what did, what did you think of that article and uh, where should we go from there? Yeah, I think the article was very good. Um, I like how you laid out all the different options that um, people who are coming to Canada have, um, especially one was interesting for me and jumped out was the global talent stream, um, just because you have this opportunity to get the pro get the documents faster and have an opportunity if you're qualified to move to Canada in a quicker way, provided you have the right levels of experience and you're able to get a job. Uh, I'm personally not very familiar with Global Talent Stream, so maybe you can give us um, a quick intro of what it is and uh, what are some of the, uh, why was it introduced? Yeah, so, and, and we'll link to all this content in the description so, uh, so any of you can reference it after. Uh, but long story short about the Global Talent Stream is it started about a year ago because the Canadian government recognized that tech companies in Canada were really struggling because they were growing so fast. The Canadian tech industry is really booming, but there, there aren't enough workers to support all these growing businesses. A lot of them are going to Silicon Valley or to the big companies like Shopify and Facebook and Google. Um, and there simply aren't enough Canadians to meet the demand in terms of, of software developers and other tech-type workers. So the, the old work permit route usually took around three to six or even more months for companies to, to be able to sponsor workers to get their work permit. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were frustrated, and they told the government that they were frustrated. And eventually the government realized we have to do something or we're going to be hindering our own tech industry, which obviously you don't want to do. That's, okay. that's the future, right? So, <clears throat> so last June they came out with, with what's called the Global Talent Stream. And essentially what it is, is it's an expedited work permit. So it's kind of like a, like a quick line you can, you can go into, like the short line. Um, to get a work permit if your company is eligible and if they're hiring for a role that's eligible. So right. there, there's a lot going on there. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just go on a on a long speech on eligibility and stuff like that. But sure. but kind of the long story short is that if you're a company trying to hire a tech worker, a certain type of tech worker, then odds are pretty good that you'll be eligible under the Global Talent Stream. And there, so there, there's two categories you can be eligible under. Um, there's one category that just lists 13 tech roles. So if you're hiring one of those 13 tech roles, mm -hmm. and again, this will be in the article that, uh, that we link yeah. below. We'll, we'll link to some resources. But um, for tech workers out there or anyone within Canada you know, running a tech company, if you're trying to hire a highly technical position, odds are you will be eligible. And the Global Talent Stream will get you your work permit in, in about a month to a month and a half, as opposed to three or you know, three to six months that it used to take. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, that definitely is, uh, sounds a lot quicker. Um, so with this, with this program, uh, what, um, what does the applicant provided you, uh, you are able to uh, qualify for the global talent stream? What are some of the steps you have to take, um, to, um, to be able to, uh, to immigrate to Canada or to yeah, get, so, uh, and we'll, we'll get into this in more detail in a little bit, but the hardest thing for the applicant is, is just to get the job, right? Because, right. Um, if you apply for PR, let's say permanent residency in Canada, you don't necessarily need to have a job. If, if you want to work permit under the global talent stream, obviously you need a company in Canada to sponsor you, to be willing to sponsor you. So big step number one is find a job. And the second half of this episode, we'll switch over to how you could do that. And, and Sergey will have some good insight there. Uh, but first of all, find a job. Second yeah. of all, the company, the first step is then the company applies um, to the government first to sponsor you. So there's not much that you have to do um, at that point. It's more on the company. They have to apply. They pay for the application, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Once they get that first approval, which typically takes around 10 days, um, you become eligible to apply for your work permit and have it processed in two weeks. So oh, this that's is, decent. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. It's it's uh, like anything that takes two weeks with uh, with Canadian government is super fast. Exactly. Exactly. Now this is the point where it's going to take a little more work on on your part because you're going to need to prepare your supporting documentation. So you'll have to fill out a few forms. You'll have to provide things like your resume, reference letters. Um, you might need a medical exam depending right. on which country you're coming from. Um, you know, you'll need your passport, obviously, and, and, and things like that. Uh, there, there's, there's a list of, obviously, requirements. Um, it's not super long, yeah. though. And like I said, the, uh, the two-week eligibility is, uh, is pretty cool, I would say. Totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it sounds like the biggest hurdle or the biggest problem is not only, it's not necessarily just finding the, um, being eligible, but just being able to find the job. Yeah, especially, I mean, you and I, you and I speak to people who are interested in moving to Canada all the time. And, you know, the, I'd say that's probably the biggest issue I encounter is uh, people want to come here, even if they have their PR, let's say, they want to have a job before they land in Canada, which is understandable, especially if you have to support a family. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on someone who's maybe living overseas, they want to move to Canada, they might be eligible under the Global Talent Stream or, or some other immigration program. Yeah. And the big thing standing in their way is, is finding a job with a Canadian company. Can you speak to that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there, there are a few steps that uh, an applicant could take or somebody who's looking to move to Canada just to understand uh, how the market looks like and then what do they need to do. So the first step is look at your experience, understand where you spend the most of your time and then what are some of the core skills that you have. Um, so that would be the first step. Uh, and then the second one is to look at the market, the Canadian market. And the best way to do that is to read a few reports. We can I, we can link uh, um, a report that came from uh, one of the agencies. It's called Randstad uh, about the, some of the hottest jobs, the best jobs uh, in tech this year. 
So that will be good because you just understand what are some of the jobs on the market that a lot of employers are looking for and then the top skills that are required. And then after that, you can go on to uh, job search platforms like Glassdoor or Indeed and then see what are some of the jobs um, that employers are looking for that match your skills and then to match your previous experience. Right. And, and, and the other thing I'll add is um, take a look at, at the, <coughs> excuse me, at the occupations that are eligible under the global talent stream as well and see if you'd fit in under those because companies are much more willing to hire international workers if they can do it through the global talent stream because it is so much quicker. So I, I would I would highly suggest, uh, you know, and, and again, we'll link to all this stuff in the description, but uh, try and try and see if you'd fit under one of those 13 tech roles that are eligible for the global talent stream. Absolutely. I think that will be the first step. The, the very first step is to look at those roles and then see how does your previous experience relate to that. Mm -hmm. And then if it does, amazing then you can take that title from one of those 13 roles, type it into LinkedIn, and then research those people's profiles that you will find. Look at their summary, look at their background. What are some of the highlights from their previous jobs experiences? Um, what are some of the skills that they are highlighting? So that would be a good step for you to, to understand where you lack in or what you need. And then after you've done that, you can go on Glassdoor and Indeed um, and then start looking for different positions and then look at the respond, different responsibilities that the companies are looking for. So that will, those will be the very first steps that you can take. Uh, after you understand that, then the next step for you will be to look at your resume and call letter and adapt it to uh, what the company is looking for, specifically making it more outcome-based uh, on from your um, previous job experiences and then making it as simple as possible. So you want to adapt it to more of a North American standard, which we'll definitely talk about later on. Right. And what do you mean by outcome based? Right. So it's all about, uh, so the employer really is looking for results. They don't really care too much about what the applicant has done or what they've been responsible for. They want to see what results or what outcome has uh, this, that specific job or that specific action that an applicant took produced. So for example, if you, um, if you were managing uh, developers, uh, what was the bottom line of that? How did that help a company to improve their um, efficiency or were they able to produce that app faster or the, were they able to um, improve their uh, speed of writing the code by 20%, for example. So instead of saying I was responsible for five developers, for example, you could say um, I was able to improve the speed of writing the app by 25%. And that right. directly shows the impact that you've made instead of just showing the responsibility because uh, employers really care about can you come in and then make an impact in their organization? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably something a lot of people overlook. And and what would you say? Because the biggest concern that I get from other you know from people outside the country is they say that they have trouble even getting responded to. And and I know this is true because I represent 
uh, many Canadian companies and, and speak with their HR people and they say they just get so many international applications and they don't know how to evaluate them and they tend to just kind of ignore them. Um, sure. So, so how would you recommend international workers get around that? Yeah, this is a big one. And especially I think this is even before, uh, before like getting in the door, essentially. Um, so there's a few things. The first one is you want to understand a little bit about how Canadians think um, and uh, understand their um, what they really care about. And I'm really more talking about the, the soft skills um, that even even though you're outside of Canada, you still want to know uh, what the culture looks like, what the what the teamwork means uh, in Canada, um, how how do you solve different problems uh, in Canadian companies. Um, so that would be an important step uh, because that helps you to to draft your communication in a better way. And the ways to do that is to take a few courses on different platforms. And we'll be happy to share some of the links below uh, after this episode. And more importantly, what you want to have, you, you want to be able to target the right people. So not necessarily human resources. It could be somebody working in the company in a similar position with the right message. So it shouldn't be uh, something that sounds stressful or uh, desperate, which, of, which it often does, but it's something that um, you are able to um, just ask a question and um, um, sometimes you could provide certain value as well as a trade-off. Like you could ask, "Hey, um, like John, I'm uh, looking. Uh, I'm actually looking at opportunities with companies like Shopify. Would you be uh, Would you be open to having a quick call? And and um, I'm I would be happy to share, um, you know, whatever information you can. Like for example, on um, the development process or the, some certain like SQL quick t uh, techniques that this person might be interested in. Uh, so that would be the message itself is really, really important. And I think one of the reasons why um, the, the applicants don't get responses is because they either target their own people, um, they have the message that is not, doesn't resonate well and sometimes they don't have a good LinkedIn profile. Uh, that also is really important. Right. Well, right. I, well I, I think the I, reason I think why the reason this why... comes across is because uh, most people are just applying traditionally through websites like Indeed um, and yeah. just sending in their resume and cover letter. So, you, so you're saying they should take another approach by finding people within that company on LinkedIn and reaching out there? Right, that's definitely a much better approach because you are um, you are you are being more proactive. You are not just sending applications and applying in a passive way. Because what happens if you do that? You are you start competing with um, all other people, um, and you're you're going against this this massive competition. Um, and you are the application, even if it's successful, you're getting to the HR. In HR, is in many ways, they are not the best person to evaluate because they don't really know oftentimes um, the job specifics. They are looking for the basic fit. Uh, they are looking for your previous experience, but they are not an expert in, for example, software development. But if you target the software developer on LinkedIn who is open to, to chatting with you, 
in um, that way, you are able to um, to to show more value and uh, and get some feedback on your application, on your resume, and then just understand um, the, your your chances. Right. So so let's say I'm a software developer, and I'm I don't live in Canada. I'm not a resident or citizen or anything. And yeah. I decide, <clears throat> you know, I do my research. My resume is up to date. My cover letter is up to date. I really want to work for company A within Canada. Um, you're saying instead of just applying regularly, we should find an employee, like a software developer or two on LinkedIn that works at that company. And then, and then yeah. what would you, yeah. what would you send to them or, or what would be the goal? Like, what are you trying to get out of that? Sure. So, uh, the goal, uh, so what you are looking to do is, you know, you, you identify a few companies that look interesting to you. Then you find a few employers on LinkedIn that work in a similar position, and then you send them the message. It could be, um, um, a friend request with a message, or it could be, um, the, an email, or it could be an email. If you find their email address with, the, there's lots of tools online for that. Uh, and in terms of the message, what you're looking to ask is, Hey, uh, I'm looking to, I'm actually looking for opportunities with similar companies. Um, I'm uh, looking to, I'm considering applying for this type of role. I just would love to ask your help and advice on software development. Um, would you be open to having a quick uh, conversation? Uh, the purpose for that is you want to learn a little bit more about um, the challenges the company has. Uh, you want to understand who they're hiring. Uh, what the process looks like, what are some of the um, some of the challenges that an applicant could have, uh, and and if you do a good job at the interview and you sound compelling enough, that person might be able to refer you to some of the other colleagues, and or you could ask this software developer, hey, would you be open to um, if I use your uh, your name when I uh, when I send a message to an HR, for example, and if you could, you know, you, and if he, if he's open to doing that, you just use his name saying, Hey, I just talked to this person to Joe, um, would love to have a quick chat with you as well. And you send this message message to HR and that stands out because you did, you did some work to learn more about position, the company, the challenges, um, learn more about software development in Canada. Uh, and instead of just applying directly. Right. It, it makes so much sense thinking about it. And, and I'm sure a lot of people like me never thought about doing that, but it really makes you stand out, right? Because the one thing that all these Canadian companies tell me is they put up a job post and they say they're willing to hire foreign workers and then they just get hundreds of applications. And right. so you, if, if you're just applying normally, you're just one of a few hundred and it's just luck of the draw at that point, right? But this is a way to really stand out. Yeah, something that I've learned, uh, I think after reading um, Zero to One, uh, the book uh, written by Peter Thiel, which I highly recommend to anyone working in tech, is um, instead of uh, um, a lot of beliefs out there that you want to beat your competition, the way to win is to avoid competition and not to compete. And to do that, you want to find the ways that other people are not using or using less. So for example, that the different channels that you could connect with the company, and that could be LinkedIn, that could be um, email um, to specific people, 
that could be Instagram. Uh, <laughs> um, right. Instagram, there's some some employers there uh, who have an open um, an open profile, and you could ma- you could just direct message them. That works actually very well. And there are other a few other channels that you could use in a similar way that most applicants will not even think of, and that just allows you to to stand out. But you also want to keep in mind that the message is really important. Because if you send something that doesn't make sense, um, even though it stands out, you're probably not going to get a good result. So that's really something to keep in mind. Right. So it's it sounds like the kind of theme here is obviously you want the right strategy, um, but you want It's going to take some effort, right? Like not only is you know immigrating is not an easy process, neither is finding a job, especially when you have to combine the two. So yes. what what I'm getting from all of this is you know understand the process, understand the immigration process, the job searching process, but realize if you do want to make this work, it, it's going to take some time and effort, right? Definitely. It's one of the things that uh, you need to, before even doing anything, just understand the realities of the market, the realities of the job search, and one of the realities that takes a lot of time. Um, and think about the job search as the sales process. If you are not familiar with sales, uh, with especially with business-to-business sales, I would highly recommend to Google that and then learn a little bit about business-to-business sales. Why? Because it's a similar sales cycle uh, when you are, not sales cycle, but it's a similar process when you are looking for a job, um, when you're trying to generate a certain number of companies and then certain number of people in the companies that you'd like to talk to, and then you try to connect with them, build certain relationship, all the way to the point of getting an interview and then closing the deal, getting a job offer. It is a very similar process and it takes takes definitely time. Uh, and there are certain skills required to do that. Um, and if you're not if you're not getting the if you don't have those skills, it it will be less effective. And usually people what they're doing and what I find is very um, uh, very popular is that applying for um, lots of different companies without thinking which one is good for you, uh, and and you know sometimes applying for different types of roles, uh, just sort of targeting uh, targeting everything, and, and it never works very well because Canada um, Canadian employers value specifics and uh, speciality in in different um, in different um, roles. For sure, awesome. Well, I think uh, I think this was really great, uh, Sergey. It was definitely good hearing some of that insight on on the work search. That's some things that I had never even thought of doing before. Uh, any last comments on on your end? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, give some resources on uh, just the soft skills uh, to you guys on this podcast, just to have a, a sense of what it is uh, and. It generally, it's uh, you, you. You want to understand the, the reality of the job search, so you are not um, getting a false impression of uh, how hard it is. Because um, if you take the right steps and you know the the right approach, then um, you're going to get the right result. Uh, what I find is a lot of people they because they're just applying, um, they don't know the reality. They don't know what where the gap is between what employer is looking for and what you think employers are looking for. And because they are not the, because employers are not getting back to you, you don't know what's the problem. 
So you sort of like keep sending it, but then you're not getting the feedback. You're not getting a feedback. You're not getting improvement. So <laughs> it's a bit right. of a it's a bit of a challenge. But by reaching out actively to employers on LinkedIn, you are able to break that cycle and get the right feedback and improve and stand out as well. So do that, and it's much more helpful. But uh, before that, uh, just soft skills uh, would be really helpful, I think, for for out for the job applicants. Awesome. Well, thanks for all that info, Sergey. Really helpful. Like Sergey said, we're going to provide a, a list of the resources that we've referred to in this episode. And hopefully you guys found it helpful. If you have any other topics or questions you want us to cover, then feel free to let us know and we'll do so. Sergey, it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been great. Thanks, Josh. Uh, thanks for the info on Global Stream. I think it's a great opportunity and we'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.